the Summer Skate Studios. This is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast is brought to you by M-Drive. Honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at drurryhotels.com. Burrito Express. Your local burrito joint with six East Valley locations. University of Arizona Hockey. The 2019-2020 WCHL champions look to make it three in a row. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. For lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, your next Allegiant Stadium event, or catering your office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, uh, ACHA hockey fans, as it may be, to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Centennial, Colorado. My co-host, Stephen Marsh, uh, getting prepared for the national tournament and has the night off. So I'm running solo tonight, but I do have two great guests coming on to join us. First, we're going to be joined by the number 16 team in the country, the head coach from the University of Arizona, Chad Berman, in about 15 minutes or so. And then uh, about 15, 20 minutes after that, we will be joined by the head coach of the number 10 team in the country, Missouri State University's Jeremy Law. So we've got two great guests as we prepare the countdown. Um, we're hoping that to have a University of Central Oklahoma coach Michael Rivera on too, but Michael had a previous commitment, so we will get him on next week as we prepare uh, all of the WCHL hockey fans for what's sure to be a great uh, national championship uh, tournament starting uh, just over a week from now in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri at the uh, Centene Community Ice Center. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Lindenwood, the host university, and also the number one team in the country. Um, I want to go through a little bit. If you uh, haven't been with us uh, for a little while or haven't seen the ACHA rankings and pairings and how things are going to go for the national tournament, I thought we'd go through that first before we get to uh, Coach Berman, and then we will uh, talk a little wildcat hockey for a minute. So, Excuse the raspy voice as well, folks. I've been losing my voice all week. It's uh, it's starting to come back, I think, a little bit, but I'm sorry if it's a little scratchy and irritating tonight. Um, <coughs> uh, as we uh, dig into the tournament, um, the first game, March 10th, next Thursday, 10.15 a.m. Central Time, the number 20-ranked United States Naval Academy in the tournament for the first time in a while. Uh, will face off against Pittsburgh, the number 13 team in the country. 
Then that'll be followed by a 130 matchup between number 19, John Carroll University versus uh, Maryville University, the, uh, the Saints, the, uh, a team that uh, is really surprising a lot of people early. They're, uh, what, three years in existence and uh, making a runs towards a national championship. Great job by John Hogan at Maryville for uh, getting the Saints on the right path. That'll be followed by a 445 game. Number 18, Niagara, will take on number 15, Ohio, uh, in the 445 matchup. And then to round things out on Thursday, Number 17, University of Michigan, Dearborn, will take on the University of Arizona. The aforementioned Wildcats and head coach Chad Berman, who will be joining me shortly, uh, will play at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time uh, in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. So your next uh, next ACHA action um, in the tournament will be Thursday. Friday is when the top four seeds get underway. It'll start Friday morning, uh, March 11th, 10:15 in the morning. The University of Nevada, Las Vegas, the number four ranked team in the country, will take take on the winner of uh, the Naval Academy and Pittsburgh. The number three team in the country, Iowa State, will do battle at 1 p.m. against uh, the winner of John Carroll and Maryville. The number two team in the country, the Minot State Beavers, 4:45 matchup against the. Uh, winner of Niagara and Ohio. And then the nightcap on Friday night, March 11th, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time start. The number one ranked Lindenwood University Lions will take on the uh, winner of the University of Michigan Dearborn and or the University of Arizona. So that's the layout, folks, for the first uh, two days of the tournament. The uniqueness of this tournament is 20 teams, so it's a, it's a different uh, format, if you will, um, because Saturday morning will be the first game for the number 12 University of Illinois uh, versus number five Liberty. So that's 10:15 on Saturday. So those teams won't even play a game until Saturday uh, for the very first time, which uh, I guess makes it good on travel if you uh, you want to come in later. Uh, the second game Saturday features number 11, Indiana Tech, against number six, uh, University of Central Oklahoma. And then Saturday at 4.45 p.m., the Missouri State Ice Bears will take on the Adrian College um, squad in uh, 4.45 action. So it's number 10 versus number seven. And then ours, the most interesting matchup, I think, of the entire tournament is the last first-round game, if you will, which is number nine, University of Jamestown, and number eight, Stony Brook. 8 p.m. Saturday night, those two will do battle. And then it becomes winners versus winners. And uh, that all starts Sunday morning. So if you're looking at uh, matchups there, it's winner of game nine, which would be University of Illinois versus uh, Liberty versus the uh, winner of game five, which would be UNLV and whoever wins that matchup between uh, Michigan Dearborn and Arizona. Then uh, there's a game at one o'clock to be the winner game 10 and the winner of game six. Uh, the game 10 matchup is uh, Indiana tech and central Oklahoma. They would get the winner of game six, which would be Iowa state versus uh, John Carroll or Maryville. Whoever comes out of that one. 
The 445 game on Sunday uh, would be the game 11 winner, which would put that at Adrian College versus Missouri State. And they would take on the game seven winner, which would be the winner of Minot State and Niagara slash Ohio University. So as we round out Sunday, the final game of the day, 8 p.m., features uh, the game 12 winner, which would be the winner of University of Jamestown versus uh, Stony Brook. And also they would uh, face off against, um, let's see here, the game eight winner, which would be um, Lindenwood and whoever Lindenwood uh, knocks off uh, to, to get there. So uh, a lot of fun stuff coming up. The national tournament is always a bunch of fun because what you find out is that uh, teams from around the country, first of all, they don't like each other very well. <laughs> so it's always a good matchup. Secondly is you find out that uh, uh, the talent level uh, at ACHA hockey is just incredible. It gets better every year. I know last year was a strange year with COVID, but this year we're back to normal. We have 20 teams. We have the 20 best teams in the country. There'll be some uh, squawking, as you would always expect, between uh, some of the teams wondering if they should have been in and didn't get in or somebody got in that they didn't think should have gotten in. So that always happens. But for the most part, I think we've got 20 teams that are uh, pretty solid, um, especially the top four. I mean, you look at those top four, and I guess you could actually bring it down to the top eight because uh, Lindenwood, Minot State, Iowa State, and UNLV have uh, secured the top four spots. But Liberty, Central Oklahoma, Adrian, and Stony Brook are all teams to be reckoned with as well. So um, never look away. And, of course, we always look towards our Western Collegiate Hockey League teams. And number 10, Missouri State, will uh, put up a really good battle with Adrian and could easily win that game as well. And uh, University of Arizona taking on uh, Michigan-Dearborn. Mm, I've got a feeling 16 might pull that one out. And then they get their uh, their matchup against number one, Lindenwood, uh, in the next round of the uh, the national tournament. So, as I said, it's being hosted in beautiful St. Louis. Um, the Centene Community Ice Center is just uh, a fantastic facility. Um, I think there is, uh, let me think here, one, two, three rinks and uh, and an outdoor rink. So it's a really fantastic place to, uh, to watch hockey and probably a great place to play hockey too because um, everything's so enclosed and around each other that – um, not much moving from place to place. I mean, these games are all going to be played in that beautiful USA arena, which is also the home of Lindenwood. So they'll get the number one spot, the, the D2 teams and the women's program and D3 will all be in that complex as well at different times and different arenas. So we look forward to, uh, to bringing it all to you. In the meantime, let's take a quick break and let's see if we can connect with the head coach from the University of Arizona, Chad Berman, in just a few minutes. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. 
I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995, Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans as it may be. It's Wednesday night, the uh, the night that we have the Great West College Hockey Podcast. No more club hockey. We've uh, we've gotten rid of that word. We don't like it. We don't think the athletes deserve it, so it's now the Great West College Hockey Podcast, about six weeks old with the new name. And uh, Scott Strandy with you from Centennial, Colorado tonight. My co-host Stephen Marsh has the night off. Uh, taking care of some personal things before the national tournament. And it is our pleasure to welcome in the head coach from the University of Arizona, Chad Berman. 
Coach, how are you? Great. How are you doing, man? I am hanging in there and uh, another national tournament trip for the Wildcats. I know you wanted to finish a little higher, but you know what? A trip to the national tournament is a trip to the national tournament, correct? Yeah, definitely not how we drew the season up, but such is life. Uh, nothing goes as planned. There's no such thing as certainty. So we, uh, you know, I think it says a lot about really where the program's at to where we're having a disappointing season for our standards, and yet we're going to the national tournament. So I think that says a lot. Well, let's jump into that right off the get-go. You're uh, you're going to play another late-night game on the first day against uh, Michigan-Dearborn. I'm sure you've done some scouting already, uh, being from that neck of the woods. So what do you expect out of Michigan-Dearborn? Yeah, um, well, first, I think it's an awesome matchup for the ACHA. I mean, I think it's two programs that obviously didn't expect to be in this situation. They've been in the top ten recently. Um, two programs who have had some success, so... Uh, you know, ironically, I've been trying to play Chris for a while. We just haven't been able to make it happen there. And uh, I'm excited about the matchup. It's an historic program, a team that knows how to win. Um, and that's what you want to play when you go to that tournament. But um, I knew nothing about them about a week ago. And now I can tell you what Chris had for breakfast, something like that. <laughs> uh, no, no doubt. I know your preparations, so I'm not surprised at that at all. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good team. Um, they've got a very very good top line. A couple of guys we definitely got to be aware of on on there. Um, they've got a steady goalie. It's, it's an experienced group that knows how to win. Um, you know, it's been around for a while, and uh, you know, I, I think both programs probably feel like they've got something to prove here in this tournament. You know, you've played a lot of games this year, one goal games, close games, uh, whether you've come out on top or or not. And uh, do you think that's readied yourself, readied your team for this uh, opportunity again? Well, I, you know, I hope so. Um, it, you know, we've had a we had a tough schedule this year, and obviously, you know, I think I told our guys like like what better preparation could we ask for than going to the North Pole and playing uh, Minot State. Uh, on home ice, uh, you know, uh, on their senior night and alumni weekend. That's that's a lot of adversity. You know, they tagged us pretty good on Friday, um, and we deserved to be. And then Saturday we rebounded, and we had them going down to the wire. We played them tight three out of four games. So hopefully we can draw from that experience. You know, I don't, I don't think it's any secret with our team. We, uh, we, hit a, we just never really got our offense going this year, and I think we hit a point where we realized – um, we'd better change the way we play and we'd better uh, approach the game a little differently. And I think we went uh, something like 12, 14 games straight of giving up three goals or less. And that's kind of when we got on our streak and um, made up for a very difficult start of the season. Um, and I think 10 or 12 of those were two goals or less. So we were pretty proud of figuring that part out. Um, and, and so in that process, not only did we have to learn and adjust to our new identity, um, we had to learn how to win uh, without putting up a lot of goals, and, I, and I'm hoping that pays off for us well, as well. Um, only mainly because I'm a big believer that in regular season it takes four goals to win, and the playoffs is going to take three. You know, just because everything's so tightly contested. Um, you know, we're comfortable in that environment. Like we expect a game to go down to the wire. We've been doing that for for months and months now. So um, you know, hopefully that familiarity and that comfort in those kind of games pays off for in this kind of a state. Well, as I mentioned, you guys get the last game of the day at uh, the Centene Community Ice Center in uh, St. Louis on uh, Thursday night. So just over a week away. 
Um, should you come out of that one as a victor, you get number one Lindenwood. And I know you don't shy away from a challenge, so I'm uh, I'm guessing that if you get by that Dearborn, you're looking forward to facing the number one team in the country. Well, I mean, certainly it'd be great to have a crack at it. Um, you know, that's an unbelievable team. Um, talent from top to bottom. There's there's not really a weakness. Their combination of size and speed, puck movement, the ability to recognize and attack two-on-ones. Um, it's incredibly impressive to watch them on film. Um, they haven't really been challenged all that much this year and haven't played a ton of game. Uh, but, boy, uh, I mean, just not a, not a weak link in the bunch, just a ton of talent from top to bottom. You think... You'd think somebody was paying somebody to play hockey there or something. It's just crazy. <laughs> I love it. Um, when you when you look at your conference this year, you finally got the additional teams added. They were added the year before, and COVID destroyed everything. Um, so just your thoughts on adding teams like Utah and UNLV and uh, and the likes uh, to your uh, to your conference. It made it tougher, obviously, but uh, the battle really came down to uh, you and in Central Oklahoma and uh, UNLV, really, didn't it? Well, you know, I, uh, with all due respect, I, I think it really came down to UCO and uh, and, the, and the UNLV and, and maybe even most state in that picture. We just we had such a difficult start. It was a hole that we had a tough time adjusting from. Certainly not all our fault. There were things that we certainly could control more of. But uh, coming off the COVID, it was definitely a, um, a different kind of challenge for us. I understand that everybody faced that challenge. Um, but I really do, you know, I've had a chance to kind of reflect lately. Uh, you know, going 600 days without playing a hockey game is one thing. But just about every other program got to practice during those 600 days. We didn't even have ice in at all. Um, so, you know, going into that Utah weekend, you combine that with the arena was being used early in the season. We had to go up to Phoenix a lot, um, you know, and if you get COVID in that time, that was an automatic 14 days you're out minimum, not to mention the time it takes you to get back into shape after that. Um, so early in the season, you know, when, when most schools did with COVID outbreaks and stuff, um, you know, when you're only practicing two or three times a week up in Phoenix trying to adjust and accommodate, uh, and then you have guys out for 14 to you know 16 days. Um, that's 50, 60, 70 percent of your practices. So we had players going up to Utah, literally with two practices in the last 600 days, trying to win a hockey game in altitude on Olympic ice. So it just, uh, you know, the best way I can describe this season is it felt like the Truman Show. Um, it was one of those years where everything just kept getting in front of us. But I do believe there's something to say for that. Um, you know, that kind of adversity and those kinds of things we've had to deal with have forced us to, uh, I have to be honest with ourselves, change the way we play um, and really game plan differently for teams. And, and, and I'm hoping because we did so much, like, we're not going to be an easy team to prepare for for this tournament because it really depends on which matchup you watch us play and if you can find film. Um, because we, we became... We came adept to adjusting and running so many different systems that my guys are ready to adjust on the fly. I'm hoping that pays off. I'm hoping that experience matters. Uh, but certainly, I think going through tough times can make you stronger. Um, you know, definitely a believer that the strongest trees aren't, aren't in the best soil with the strongest winds. And so we're going to find out how much it paid off for us. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely 100% true. Uh, one thing that we know with your program this year is uh, it's just going to be a couple more years until that ice situation is going to be remedied. So well, give us an update, if you can, about that new facility coming your way. 
Yeah, everything's moving really well on track. We're, we're super excited. Everybody's excited and involved. And, you know, the planning process will start, I'm sure, in about two weeks as far as the more detailed stuff. We're kind of setting things up and trying to focus on the tournament for now. But, um, you know, everything's on track. Shovel's supposed to hit the ground here September, October. Um, could be more excited for the community, our program, uh, you know, and really hockey in the, in the, in the West out here. Uh, but positive. Everybody's just kind of itching for that day. Um, so how do we bridge the gap? And, and really, that's what we're working on now. But uh, um, you could feel the impact, whether it be, you know, recruiting my email inbox has been insane. Um, or just general, you know, old friends realizing what's going on and reaching out. It's, uh, it's really amazing how quickly and how far that news has spread. You know, rightfully so. And, and, uh, and I hope, um, you know, and I can't wait for the day. Uh, where that comes and we can celebrate this as a community and continue to grow, grow our program. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's an absolute uh, must. And if there's any program that deserved to have some ice at least to practice on, but that that's more than just ice. That's a beautiful facility. I saw the plans, uh, you know, back in, uh, what, uh, December now when you made the announcement. And uh, it, it looks just like uh, a first-class facility. So I'm excited for your program. I'm sure the guys are as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously the big, the big topic of discussion here. Uh, like I said, you can you can feel it in recruiting in my email box and in my lack of time. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, give us uh, give us a couple of final words on on your roster. Where do you think you're going to be the strongest, and what do you have to do to get by Dearborn and, and get a shot at Lindenwood? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, hopefully you're not. We're not reinventing the wheel here. Hopefully, we're learning from mistakes and learning from opportunities that we've created, and uh, we're fine-tuning our game. I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of deliberate practice, being we're layering it on and getting better. Hopefully, we're peaking at the right time here. We we certainly didn't end on a high note. That doesn't necessarily mean we can't uh, continue forward and, and progress. Um, I don't think that you know. I, I always view that view view failure as an opportunity, um, and so we've had some things that we've been able to learn from, and I think. You know, that's really the key to playing that the Minot States and them is, you know, I don't want my group to get away with what we can get away with against, you know, a lesser opponent. That's why you play those teams. So you learn that those things matter and, and those attention to detail matter, um, you know, and hopefully that carries over. In terms of Dearborn, very good team. Uh, the four lines deep. We're definitely going to have to match up and be aware of that top line. Um, they run some very, uh, I guess we'll call it quirky systems. Um, that we're going to have to adjust to and be prepared for and be prepared for what the adjustment might be. Um, but for me, really, what, what this one boils down to for me is, you know, my last two senior classes have had to watch uh, watch from a distance and not be able to attend. Um, and so I'm thinking a lot right now about my fifth-year seniors who came back and said they wanted to end things on their terms, and, I, and I'm, I'm ecstatic they're going to get a chance to do that. And hopefully we can make this a deep run so this can be an unbelievable memory for them. Coach, that's great stuff. We appreciate uh, your time. I know you got a lot of preparation to do, so thanks for spending a little time with us tonight. Good luck on uh, next Thursday, uh, March 10th, when you take on the University of Michigan Dearborn in the, the opening round, the first day of the ACHA National Tournament in St. Louis. Take care. Safe travels. We'll see you in St. Louis. Thanks, Scott. We'll see you soon. All right, folks, you heard it. That was the head coach from the University of Arizona. We're going to take one quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to the head coach from Missouri State. Jeremy Law will join us in two minutes. 
Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment. And players are constantly having to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season, that doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories that you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick. At Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy joining you from Centennial, Colorado tonight. And uh, my raspy voice still hanging in there. Uh, my co-host, Stephen Marsh, is uh, off tonight, getting prepared for the national tournament next week. And it's our pleasure to welcome in the head coach from Missouri State, Jeremy Law. Jeremy, how are you? I'm doing well, Scott. I just want, want to make sure you guys can hear me here. I'm not sure if I uh, got the mic on properly. Oh, yes, you're loud and clear. Very well done. Um, let, let's start right here. Uh, number 10 in the country, the Missouri State University Ice Bears. I know you would like to have been a little bit uh, lower, but um, number 10 is not too bad. Yeah, we, uh, we like, like you said, we would have liked to finish off a little stronger than we did. But, uh, um, yeah, we like where we're sitting. We're, we're proud of the season we've, we've had so far and uh, just looking to finish, uh, finish off in the right direction here. You know the national tournament is uh, is a beast. It's a hard tournament to win. Uh, you got to win a lot of games in a row. But sometimes I look at it, Jeremy, and I go the Saturday matchups. That that's kind of uh, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I would think if you can avoid Thursday, Friday, come in Saturday, and you guys play in the uh, third game of the day, four forty-five p.m. against Adrian, and then you can get on a roll and, and play Sunday, Monday, and win the championship Tuesday. That sounds sounds great. I yeah, I like uh, I like the philosophy behind that. Yeah, so we uh, yeah, we're excited. We, we know uh, it's it's a potentially a one and done or one and move on. So in in those type of situations, uh, you know, we can play uh, when we play our best. We can play with anyone in the country, and I I know I, for the most part, all the teams at nationals are like that. So anyone, uh, it's it's kind of anyone's game, and we just we got to be peaking uh, at the right time. I heard Coach Berman say that before me here, and. Uh, that's kind of like uh, how we feel too. Hopefully, we're 
we're peaking and getting healthy and, and going to be ready for for that Saturday game. Tell me how the uh, the new teams in the WCHL and, and the old teams, for that matter, uh, prepare you for a national tournament. I mean, you look at it, you got yourselves, Arizona, UNLV, UCO. Uh, you got you got teams in there that uh, you competed against all year long. So how did that prep you for a national tournament run? Yeah, I think strength of schedule uh, plays a huge part in, in how you prepare and how you get ready for, for a national tournament like this. So we've uh, we've played Lindenwood four times. We've played UCO four times. Um, you know, we've played UNLV. We, we've had a really tough schedule this year. So playing playing the, the top teams, the, the better teams in the country um, kind of helps you get ready, I think. And um, we've we've had great games. I mean, we've split with UCO. We had a good series up in UNLV and um, we've, we've played tight games against Lindenwood too. So, um, we, we know what we're up against. We're not going to be surprised by the, the quality of these games and, and how good these teams are. So kind of, we know what to expect. And we know that, um, we also know that not playing, you know, not playing your best or not giving a, a full out effort, uh, will be a recipe for disaster as well though. So. Well, the number next to Adrian college, your first round opponent says number seven, but we all know they're the defending champions. So. What do you expect out of Adrian? Yeah, I we we've been watching quite a bit of video the last few weeks, and uh, um, so we uh, we know they're good. Uh, they've uh, they've always been one of the top teams in the country, so we're we're going to be prepared for them. And uh, I don't don't know a whole lot other than just the, the the few few games we've watched and trying to prepare for them. But they're they're fast, they're skilled. Um, you know, definitely they have a they have a really lethal power play that's. I think clicking it close to 40%. So uh, we're going to have to play discipline, stay out of the box, and uh, play a complete game. So, You know, every time I ask a coach, Jeremy, about uh, their matchups, they usually want to talk about their team. And if you do what you do best, you feel pretty comfortable in getting a win. So I'm guessing that's the same thing uh, for you. But for, for people that haven't had a chance to see Missouri State play, and, and I did have that chance, uh, tell everybody out there what they can expect from the Ice Bears. Ah, we're we're a team. We have a lot. We have a lot of character and a lot of heart. Um, we have a a good group of uh, seniors that are still with us here, and and also a good group of freshmen that came in. So, um, we're we're a pretty balanced team uh, among the the four classes, and uh, we we try to work hard. Uh, you know, play our our philosophy is play for the guy next to you and play for play for the teammates. We we really try to you know instill that here and. Um, and we're a team that likes to block shots and, and kind of, you know, do all the small things to, to get wins. So we're, we're not a team that's going to, you know, blow anyone out of the water or, you know, run away with the game. We, we play tight, you know, a tight game. And uh, I expect a, a low scoring tight game against uh, Adrian and hopefully, hopefully we'll get the dub. So. I know you've had a chance to play Lindenwood. You played up at uh, Centene. Uh, for those out here in the West that uh, aren't familiar with that beautiful facility, tell us what they can expect if they get out there or they maybe watch it on uh, on the stream. Yeah, it's it's a first-class uh, facility for sure. They put a lot of money in there and into that program, into that rink. And, uh, yeah, it's a fun place to play. So uh, just a nice uh, bowl seating arena and um, – you know, it's uh, hopefully there'll be some good crowd. I know we have a lot of fans coming up from from Missouri State here, and uh, we do have a lot of players in the St. Louis area. So hopefully, we'll have a lot of home support for ourselves. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a great facility. I'm looking forward to playing there again. 
Can you give me an overview on the four WCHL teams that are there with uh, yourself, Arizona, UNLV, uh, Central Oklahoma? Um, how good are the WCHL teams in comparison to the rest of the conference or the, the rest of the division one teams? Yeah. It's, and that's, that's tough for, for me to answer just in the, in the sense that we don't, we don't play, we didn't play any teams from out East this year and uh, we didn't travel much outside of our Western collegiate hockey league, but historically, historically speaking, I mean, we always have, you know, four or five teams in the, in the top 20. And I think that speaks volumes for, for itself. And, um, there's, there's not, uh, there's not a wide range of, you know, the top teams in WCHL to the bottom teams in WCHL. So it's a, it's a well-balanced league and it's uh it's a good league for sure. And I, I don't know, like I said, I haven't, haven't seen a lot of the, the lower end teams. Um, we, we try to play, I think for the most part, our entire schedule is, is top 30 teams or, or better. So we, uh, we really focus on, you know, playing, uh, playing the top teams, prepare, preparing ourselves for, for the tournament. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, this is really a gauntlet and for the teams that have to come in and, and maybe play uh, Thursday and then again, Friday, and then uh, get the Saturday off and then have to, if they keep winning anyway, play Sunday, Monday uh, and all the way to Tuesday. I mean, that's a, that's a real gauntlet. Do you like the fact that you just have the the three days to to get to the championship game if that's the way it works out? Yeah, well, so this is a first for us. We've uh, I've been in the situation uh, three of the last four years where we've had to play on on game one, day one on Thursday, and we've kind of been like in the you know the fourteen to seventeen range. So uh, finishing tenth uh, is our highest uh, ranking we've had here at Missouri State. So it, it'll be different for us and. Um, it, it'll be nice uh, you know it, it will be uh less uh, less games to get there if, if we uh are lucky enough to do so but um yeah we're just we're prepared for adrian and and kind of go from there so well as you probably heard on the open we changed the name of our podcast to the great west college po- college hockey podcast because i'm sick of the word club i don't think uh, the athletes deserve the word club um I just think you guys do way too much. So talk a little bit about your program and, and what you do to get prepared, not only on the ice, but off the ice, because it's not a cheap uh, sport to play or uh, a conference to play. And you do a lot of traveling. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we, uh, I think one thing I'm, I'm very proud of our organization. We, uh, we really try to run it like a, like a pro team uh, off the ice as well. We have a, a great fan base. We get around 1200 fans a game here at Missouri state. Uh, we're sell out 90% of the time. So, uh, we, we do a lot of things right there. We have a good booster club, a good season ticket holder fan base. Um, as far as practicing and, and off ice stuff, we, we really try to, I mean, this week we're spending a lot of time in, in the classroom setting, looking at video and getting prepared. And so, uh, all, all the little things I, I played NCAA division three myself. And, um, I, I back then I, I didn't realize how, you know, how, good ACHA hockey was I know it's came a long way so um I like I said my team my team here at Missouri State would you know be as good or better than the than the NCAA team I played for personally so uh I, I think uh that hockey here has come a long way and um it's it's still growing and yeah just because it it doesn't have the the NCAA uh, title behind it or in front of it but uh we uh yeah we try to do things the right way here for sure 
Yeah, I, I know you do, and I've uh, I've witnessed it, so I know exactly what goes on there. But um, fundraising is one of the things that I've said I've been most proud of to be a part of uh, covering ACHA hockey because all of you guys have stayed so relevant throughout the uh, the course of the pandemic. And uh, this year, been no different. There's been ups and downs. You look at teams like Lindenwood that uh, didn't get a lot of games in this year, but um, you guys kept your name out there. So uh, was that a big factor over the uh, the time that we went through the pandemic where you want to make sure that people knew about uh, the Missouri State Ice Bears? Yeah, no, absolutely. And we were one of the fortunate teams uh, that did get to play through the pan- pandemic. Uh, uh, the the year that most teams in the country d- didn't play, we we were fortunate enough to play 20 games. And um, so, and we, we still had, you know, 30, 30% of our fan base allowed to come to the game. So, yeah, we've, we've kept active here and, um, we are very active in the community. We have good sponsorships, uh, a lot of people behind the scenes that work really hard to, uh, to make things, uh, a success, success here at, in Missouri state. So, um, and like coach Berman said too, we, uh, because of it, we, uh, uh, recruiting's a lot easier every year. It's gotten a lot easier for me. The, the inbox is, is full right now and a lot of players are wanting to come here. So we're excited about the future. All right. Final two for you. I'm going to go to the first one on recruiting. And uh, have you seen a, uh, an uptick, if you will, of better competition, better, better players to choose from uh, over the last few years? Yeah. And I think so. This is my fifth year here at Missouri state and um, every year it's gone easier and, and more players wanting to come here and uh, less work for me, I guess. So my, you know, first year coming in, it, it was, I had to beat the streets. I had to really, you know, make the calls, convince guys to come here. And, um, every single year now it's, it's, it's more of, I have to turn guys away and we really get the luxury of, um, saying, Hey, these four guys want to come for this one spot we have open. So, um, it's, it's been a pleasure to, to be able to kind of, you know, weed out and, and be a little more selective on who we bring in. Um, and I think uh, yeah, every year it's improved. So uh, hoping to just continue that trend. And um, it's, it's a fun school to play at. Uh, like I said, we got a good fan base. And um, for, for the most part, we put a, put a good team on the ice as competitive. So, Okay, final one for you. Last year, as you mentioned, you were one of the few teams that was able to play a few games anyway, not as many as you would like, but you did play in a national tournament. And, and how much do you think that's going to help you this year, having been there, seen what it's like, seen the competition, and uh, gotten yourself ready for the season. Yeah, I think it, it for for our, especially for our sophomores that um, got a chance to play there last year, they they will know what to expect. And uh, we have a lot of guys that have been to the nationals before on our on our team. So um, I, I'm not sure if you know playing last year versus teams that didn't play makes makes a huge difference. It's a it's a whole. I mean, I feel like when we come back from Christmas break, it's a, a whole new season. So I don't think the the fact that we played is a huge advantage, other than maybe just uh, you know some of the jitters or some knowing what to expect uh, might might be a small uh, benefit for sure. Well, you guys uh, have a close proximity, so I would expect a lot of Missouri State fans there, as you mentioned. Uh, what is it about three and a half hours up to St. Louis from where you're yeah, at? Yeah, yeah, between three, three and a half, and uh, pretty much half of my roster is from the St. Louis area. <laughs> so we're uh, yeah, we're excited. We get a good turnout when we play uh, play against you know Maryville or Lindenwood uh, up in that area. So we're we're excited, and um, 
yeah, be a lot lot shorter distance than, than going to Boston the following year. So, <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, a ten seven matchup Saturday four forty five p.m. Centene Community Ice Center, um, Missouri State Ice Bears and Adrian College. What a matchup, Jeremy! Thanks for spending some time with us. I know you got things you have to do, and you just came off the ice from practice, right? I did. Yeah, I just got off uh, just uh, fifteen minutes ago. So we. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate that, and uh, we always appreciate your support, Scott. Absolutely. We will see you in St. Louis. Safe travels up there, even though it's not that far. It's still uh, get there safely and get there healthy, okay? Uh, Thank you so much, sir. Take care. Absolutely. That's head coach from Missouri State, Jeremy Law, joining us. Just a quick preview to find out uh, what's going on with the Ice Bears as they prepare for a matchup against number 7, Adrian College on Saturday, 4.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can get there. Tickets are available, or you can stream it. It's going to all be streamed, and Stephen Marsh and myself will be there to bring it all to you as well. So we're looking forward to a lot of fun. Um, We have a lot of WCHL teams in four. I thought there might be five. I thought there might even be a chance at six, but that's the way it goes. We do have – four solid teams and we're looking forward to seeing what the Missouri state ice bears do against the uh, defending champions, the number seven, Adrian college. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and wrap up another episode of the great West college hockey podcast in about two minutes. Your hometown hockey team, your Western collegiate hockey league champions, your Arizona wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. 
All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Centennial, Colorado. I think my co-host might have snuck back in. Uh, if Stephen is there, we'll have him uh, jump on for the last uh, oh, 12 minutes or so and uh, and see if we can chat it up a little bit on this one week before the national tournament in St. Louis, Missouri. Um there's so much excitement going on with this uh, tournament. It's, it's really kind of crazy, but uh, okay. Maybe he's, uh, maybe he's driving home. So he's not ready. He's not ready to come on. He's listening. Good job, Steven. I appreciate that. Um, I want to break it down for you one more time, folks, before we say good night. Number 20, the U S Naval Academy against number 13, Pittsburgh is going to kick everything off uh, next Thursday, March 10th, 10, 15 a.m. Uh, at the Centene, um, I hope I get that right. Centene um, Community Center or Centene Ice, uh, something like that. I'll, I'll get it figured out. Uh, the second game is uh, John Carroll University, number 19 seed versus Maryville University, number 14 seed um, at 1.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, Thursday, the 4.45 game features number 18, Niagara against number 15, Ohio. And then Thursday night, the first of the WCHL teams will play number 17, University of Michigan-Dearborn will take on the number 16 seed, University of Arizona Wildcats. That's the 8 p.m. nightcap on the opening night. Um, And then, as you know, in this tournament, the winners move on. So uh, the winner of that first game will face the number four-ranked University of Nevada-Las Vegas Rebels as uh, they have the number four seed. Um, the second game from Thursday, that winner will face the number three seed, Iowa State University. And uh, let's see, the number, the winner of game three on Thursday, which would be Niagara, Ohio, will face off against Minot State, the number two seeded team in the country. And Friday night, 8 p.m., the winner of Dearborn, uh, Michigan, Dearborn, and Arizona will get the number one seed and undefeated Lindenwood Lions uh, on their home ice as they host this tournament. So that gets you through Friday. Um, As I said, it's a very unique tournament. And what ends up happening now is Saturday is the uh, five through 12 seeds. So you got number 12, Illinois against number five, Liberty. You got number 11 against Indiana Tech against number six, Central Oklahoma. You have number 10, Missouri State versus number seven, Adrian. And always the fun matchup in any tournament is the nine, uh, the eight, nine matchup, which is uh, number eight, Stony Brook, and number nine, University of Jamestown. They will cap things off, and all the uh, first-round games and, and more will be completed by Saturday night at 8 p.m. Then it gets down to the nitty-gritty. We have four games on Sunday, two on Monday, one on Tuesday, and we will crown a new 2022 national champion at uh, sometime about nine o'clock central standard time on Tuesday, March 15th, Uh, all happening in the greater St. Louis area. It's going to be a fun, fun tournament. As I mentioned, that's the, uh, the uh, M one or D one, if you will uh, break down, that's who we cover, but also uh, you will, uh, you'll be able to follow along with our shows. We've got a lot of great shows coming up for you. We'll be able to bring uh, the action and the interviews from all the teams uh, from uh, St. Louis. So stay tuned to ITHSW podcast. Stephen and I will be there and uh, we'll have a podcast every single night uh, as we uh, 
try to determine a winner and a national champion. So a lot of fun headed uh, your way, our way. We can't wait. Last year was uh, a bit of uh, a disappointment in the fact that only a few teams could play. And uh, we're happy that it's back to a full field this year and that it looks to be one of the best fields uh, ever. So let's, let's quickly run through them again. We'll start from one to 20. Uh, Lindenwood, number one seed, Minot State, number two, Iowa State, number three, uh, UNLV, number four, Liberty, five, Central Oklahoma, six, Adrian, seven, Stony Brook, eight, University of Jamestown, nine, Missouri State, 10, Indiana Tech is 11, University of Illinois is 12, Pittsburgh, the University of Pittsburgh, 13, Maryville University, 14, Ohio University, 15, University of Arizona, 16, University of Michigan, Dearborn, 17, Niagara University at 18, John Carroll University at 19, and the United States Naval Academy at number 20. So kind of a fun fact, the Naval Academy is going to be playing in the ACHA D1 tournament, and uh, that very same weekend, Air Force and Army will do battle in the Atlantic Hockey of the NCAA Division I ranks. So Lots of fun coming up for you. Um, again, I apologize for the raspy voice. It's uh, it's been a rough week for me. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting through it. So uh, we'll say goodnight a little early tonight with a little uh, Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro, and ask you all to tune in again um, Sunday night for our NCAA show. Uh, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Stephen and I will be live from uh, the uh, beautiful city of St. Louis as we prepare for the 2022 National Championship ACHA D1. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. A little bit late, but uh, we always enjoy your company. Have a great evening.